0: Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we're here to talk about the Challenge USA, Episode 2. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have Zoe Tremboli.
1: Hey, y'all.
0: Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? And the Miss Nikki Sin back with us this week. She wasn't here with the premiere, but she's here this week.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And they are all lovely, vivacious, amazing people. Uh <laughs> Challenge USA episode two. Last week, we were very positive on it. We thought it was a really good episode of TV. This week, some of us are excited about it. Some of us, not so much. It was. It felt like an episode two where they're just kind of getting the wheels rolling. There's not as many introductions, but these people aren't fully indented into the show yet. So there is kind of like some questions like, who is this? What's this guy's vibe? But they're just moving along.
3: I loved it my personal opinion, loved it.
1: There's always a point in the beginning of these seasons where you just have to kind of trim the fat, and I think that's kind of what we're working with, but I love the cast so much that I found myself, like, totally into it the whole time, because I'm just, like, glued to seeing what they're all going to do. I
2: don't know. (laughs) I felt like it was at least... I'm
0: gonna get out of a hundred percent. I'm gonna give it like a seventy-eight. That's not a bad score at all. That's I I, I think yeah. that's a pretty good score. Passing. Um, yeah, there are some real gems of personalities on this show, and I think that's what's really shining bright, where they get in that confessional and you like really are behind them. But what's tough for me is that some of them aren't actually power players, and I know that shouldn't matter sometimes because personality will always shine bright. But it's when they start talking about how they're going to play a big game. And I'm like, I don't know if you could really produce in the challenges so much to back that up. And the people who I don't necessarily like as much when it comes to the personality aspect, some of them are really strong players. And that's where it feels a little bit disjointed to me.
2: Well, who are we talking about specifically?
0: I'm talking about Sarah Lucina, where she just comes in and she's a uh, black hole of energy. But she's obviously a beast and someone that a lot of people are threatened by. And people are talking like, oh my God, Sarah's so intimidating. She's so this, she's so that. We get it. She's good. But when she's on stream, she doesn't have the presence that someone like Shan does. But Shan physically isn't a top competitor. But Shan, I mean, we see it later in this episode. Like she has so much to her. And it's just like, you just wish that she had a physical impact as a competitor.
3: I think that's one of the downfalls of this season where, like, we have a specific casting pool for the females specifically where it's like, okay, they're not all that great. And you have Sarah Lucina. Like, if you have Sarah Lucina out in that mix, she said at episode one, I'm going to win this whole thing. If we were to all make predictions right now, who's going to win the whole thing? It'd probably be Sarah Lucina. So, like, it's fun to see her boast this early on, but it's also really frustrating because, like, no one really is her competition.
2: Is it fun? Is it fun to see her boss this early on? It's not for me. I can't stand uh,
3: her. um so. <laughs> No, I hate Sarah- the woman.
0: <laughs> Sarah has made me the biggest Angela Romans fan because, like, in comparison, I think Angela is just, Thank like, you. so much more dynamic. I'm like, you're, you have, like, I thought, I thought Angela was wallpaper, but compared to Sarah, I'm like, you're so much more likable.
1: Well, that's, I'm watching this season and I remember not liking Angela on Big Brother, but I feel like this show suits her skill set so much better. And I find I'm like rooting for her because I think that she's not not boring. She's playing the game well and, you know, she's physically capable. She's mentally capable. She's not going to just like lose it and be like a head case. So, yeah, I'm shocked at how much I'm rooting for Angela already. Two episodes mm-hmm. in. <laughs>
0: Let's uh, jump into the recap slash beginning of the episode. Uh, the algorithm, ooh, tells us all the new pairings uh, for this week. They are by random. Some feel less random than others. Uh, we had Kylan and Sarah. I, actually, before we get into that, I forgot who said it. Was it Desi who said, like, I really hope I don't get Derek X or Enzo? And she just, like, threw them under the bus as, like, the two weak competitors from the jump. hmm
2: but like, was she wrong?
0: I
3: I was a little surprised by the Enzo one.
2: Really, yeah. the Derek X one is surprising to me. Yeah,
3: that's, that's surprising. What I felt, too. Like the Enzo one, I'm like, he's a good competitor. Like he's older, but is he? he's, he's so old. in shape. So old. he is old. <laughs> I, I I think Enzo is like one of the best
0: social game players ever. Like, uh, <laughs> just flat out. I mean, like he makes people laugh. He does. Like he. He, he And he's not, like, out of shape either. I, I I think he's solid.
1: I don't know that Derek would be able to take a, most of these guys in, like, a headbanger. But we haven't seen enough of him to know that he's totally incapable of doing these challenges. So that I was a little surprised by. But I did like that she just went for the jugular.
0: Because
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Listen>, why not? <laughs> As she should.
0: So here are the pairs. We had Kylan and Sarah. Derek, X, and Tasha. Kayla and James, which Kayla was like immediately upset because it's like, oh, no, we are the smallest faction of people. And now we're on the team together where they could just vote us in without any remorse.
3: Yeah. And like, I like Kayla. I like James. But like from an outsider's perspective, I've never watched their shows. I'm sure that most of the people on this Challenge USA have not seen their shows. So like it makes an easy target. Yeah,
1: production did them dirty with this one. But Mm -hmm. on the other hand, if they survive through the week, then they're, like, in the clear because they can't be together again for a long time. So it's just about lasting one week.
2: Yeah, because this crazy algorithm that always changes. (laughs) Super random.
0: Then we had Tyson and Justine. And Justine was, like, originally at first, she's like, oh, this guy just voted out my best friend. And I'm like, Justine... That losing your best friend is the best thing to ever happen because now you can make a new best friend, you can make new alliances in this game, you get a
3: great partner, like the world is your oyster now. <laughs> these two, if you watch the like cast breakdown video podcast, these two are my winner picks and to see them together, like my heart just started bubbling. I love both of them.
1: I love that Tyson immediately was like, all right, you got to do some damage control, but he had it under control within, like, it felt like a minute. Like, she was like, okay, fine, like, let's move on. I'm ready to win. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Um, I'm glad. I was just gonna say, I'm glad that these, like, Love Island people are realizing that, like, this is a different show. It's a different game. There's more at stake.
0: Then we had Angela and Leo, and I think I mentioned this last week. I, I love this Leo guy. I don't know what it is about him. He just has an energy that just, like, I think he has just an amazing energy to him. And even she said, he's, like, he's kind of like a ball of fire. Like, I I think he's a good guy. Just little no.
1: I like a Anyone else?
0: So. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Xavier and Aza were a pair. Cashel and uh, Tiffany. Enzo and Alyssa, Danny and Desi, which just look like a strong pair, I'm sad that they won't be yes. pairing again, mm-hmm. uh, Dom and Shannon, Ben and Shan, Cinco and Cachet, which is just
3: the best way to stir the pot from the jump. That's the one where I'm like, this is not random. Like, Zoe and I were texting during this episode, and it almost felt like, okay, like, Production feels like one of the two of them aren't going to last that long. Like, now's the time to put them together because they're exes. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, that's 100% what happened. They're like, these guys are not going to make it that far. We need to at least just create a little drama in the beginning. And it
0: worked. Yeah, Love Island has a target on them, so they had to guarantee that this pair would be happen no matter what. Uh, and then we had David and Kyra. And uh, Zoe noted this last week. I don't know uh david didn't get a single confessional in the previous episode only person he gets a confessional this week and then just wipes out in the daily challenge it was the funniest shit ever he's he's the like it was just
2: a boy i don't know if he's made for tv
1: um i he did get his one confessional tonight immediately forgot about it after it was over don't remember a thing that he said um but i do remember the sound he made as he was hitting the water in the daily challenge and it was like, like someone had like popped uh, like an air bubble out of his body. And he was like, Oh, like, are you okay?
2: I think, did he also say like, this is bad for me. He, there was like some sort of vocal, like, this is bad for me. Yeah. He was I, in the
1: water. Being, I'm hurt. And I was like, you're the worst. Go home. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Nikki, he did definitely say that. But when he said it, my brain was like, so like, did I think that? Did I just think that out loud?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this me? Am I the drama? Nope. Nope. It's definitely David.
1: TJ, that was the time for your cackle. Where were you?
2: Yeah, I'm sure they have enough of those saved up.
3: And David is so perplexing to me because on BB-21, he was basically non-existent. Like, yes, there was the racism. Like, he got the short end of the stick for sure. He came back on All Stars and did nothing. He's been called for, like, X on the beach, and he declined because he said, I'm too boring. I think we're just kind of getting, like, a second visual vet on CBS Challenge. Like, he's just a boring guy.
1: Like, CBS, can we agree to be done with David after this season? Can we be done with him?
2: It's He's, like, who's, whose parent, is like on the board of directors of CBS? That like, David's. He
3: keeps getting I, fucking casted.
0: I mean that the BB twenty one. There were many articles written at that time, including by me. It's like, oh, what's going on here? So I think he has like a card for life of like he can be on whatever show he wants. I don't. We we got to move on from David Alexander, but we got to move on from him in, in this in this recap and into Everyone the episode. Does uh we
1: thank you to him though because he might have saved us from derek frazier in which case i think we all owe him a debt of gratitude so thank you david appreciate that
0: we get back to the house and we have uh tiffany stretching out Cinco. (laughs) uh they're getting pretty close they're having you know like, like two friends would tiffany's like oh well, if I got to flirt with Cinco to help my game, I'm willing to do it. Looks like a little bit more like it's not one sided flirting to me at all.
1: Um, And I don't think that this was Paula Dicking. I think that she's just genuinely like has a lady boner for Cinco because the Tiffany that I remember from Big Brother would have understood the power dynamics in the house and understood that he does not have any power. So, like, flirting with Cinco yes. is not doing anything for you. You're It's just making you, it's just pissing off the Love Island girls and making everyone be like, oh, what's up with her? Like, I think she just, she just got, uh, he's a beautiful man. I cannot blame her, but I think she just got a little heart eye emoji and was
2: ready to rock and roll. I'm 100% with you on this, Zoe.
3: Well, I am, too, because Tiffany is such a smart woman. Like, we saw it on BB23. Like, like she, and she's such a staple of, like, any of shows. Like, we've seen it in a promo. We've seen it in all this. And it, Lady Boner is the right terminology. Like, she's just really obsessed with this guy. And she's like, okay, I'm going to fill this out. And it's really not working to her benefit because we kind of have that weird kind of funny segue to Shan from Survivor 41 who I'm personally obsessed with. She's my favorite Survivor player in the past, like, 10 years. Love her. But Shane gets messy.
2: Oh, she gets so messy.
3: <laughs> I'm
2: and she's for- a pastor.
3: <laughs> her only- confessional where she was like, I can be a pastor, and I can still talk my shit, and I can still suffer the two. I'm like, yes. I want to go to church. Like, I love you, Shan. <laughs> Sorry, Shan. Zoe. I got the you all. The church is Shan. Yeah.
0: Luke, actually go into the full breakdown of the new segment and the gossip circle.
3: Okay. Break so, it all down for us. So, so Shan is there, and she's like, you know, I, I feel like I can maybe trust her, maybe not. And, you know, big body Sarah Lucina like, I can trust her as far as I can throw her, and I can throw her pretty far. And Shan kind of like jokes, like, oh, I couldn't throw her there very far because Shan's not super athletic. But Shan also has these weird connections to a lot of these Big Brother and Love Island people before the show even filmed. And she's like, I'm just going to say that, you know, Tiffany has lots of connections. And Desi makes the joke that, like, connections involving DNA swapping, things like that. She basically alludes that, like, Cinco and Tiffany have had this, like, weird sexual relationship before this. And the rest of the Survivor crew joke that, like, she's had many other sexual relationships um, it's just very messy of Shan, but it's exactly why I love her.
2: And what I what I liked about it was that it wasn't it wasn't slut shaming in any way. Mm-mm. Like she wasn't like, oh, like, oh, it's so gross that she's just like hanging with this guy and this guy and this guy. No, she's just like pointing out she's like, hey, you know, I've noticed these few things. I've noticed these connections.
3: The one thing that production's totally missing out on, though, is when Shan has had these moments, like on episode one, her day did exceptionally well on the first daily. She's being super messy right now. Why are they not taking that backtrack from Survivor 41 of her humming and whistling and putting those over her messy moments? It's exactly like the cohesion I need to like take all these shows together. But aside from that, like, Sh- Shan's Shan's getting her dues. Like, she's not the most physical p- player, but she's very strategic, very personal, very just, like, intuitive. She's
1: so likable. Like, I think everyone that, like, meets her, like, wants to hang out with her, which in this sense, as, it, like, in the challenge house, that can be a huge thing in your favor. Because it may come back to bite her, like, closer to the end, but for it will keep her safe for a little while, just the fact that people really like her.
3: Well, and I thought about Sarah specifically, like Sarah is clearly a front runner for the show. And we had a moment of her like engaging with Shan and like trying to get the tea from her almost. And it's like, Sarah is someone who could take this all the way. Like if she wants somebody gone, she can have them gone. But Shan has that layer of like, here's information about these other alliances that you might not know. And I'm like, this could really save her for much longer.
2: And I love it.
0: I, I I love it, and I mean I'm so happy that Shan had the music in the driver. Now this new scene, it's like who who does it like her? No, like really, no one else. No one. And I, but there is something like that was like my favorite technical aspect of the episode. Something I just been wanted to mention is that the music is just so painfully generic on this show, Not and it's good. just it. Yeah, because, like, people, like, on Challenge All-Stars, the, the nostalgia theme with the 90s and the early 2000s music really applies to the show, and it puts you in the vibe of, like, you're watching an OG show. Uh, I'm not saying that we need some, like, new age music for this show, but we just need a consistent theme. I, I don't even, like, there's just there's something lacking to the show, and I feel like
3: good music adds to a good show. Well, to that point, I feel like there's not a specific vibe. Like, they could pick a genre of music, they could pick, like, even, like, a playlist of, like, a certain artist, and, like, it could be consistent throughout the season, but with this being primarily on CBS, and, of course, shown later on Paramount+, Plus, like, I feel like generic's all we're going to get.
2: So disappointing. But they couldn't, they couldn't try harder? Use that
1: budget. There's yeah! Come on, like, have a little creativity, it's not too much to ask for
2: just like what emmy emmy was was busy she couldn't make no. a
0: good lord oh. <laughs> like i i don't i don't even need like i you know what i would really like if they had if they gave like one of the jonas brothers a reality show but like the deal is challenge you say every song has to be a Jonas brothers song and it's like at least we had a consistent theme because like you know the Jonas brothers they have some
3: bangers they there have some Jonas they just, Brothers. They just got yeah. a reality show on ABC, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <So they're,
2: laughs> No, no, no. There was a Jonas Brothers reality show. Oh. No,
3: but there currently is one on ABC, but that's a whole different story. Who has who who has a good discography that we could use? I mean, I'm I'm just thinking like if you're taking Cat. A sh- yeah, but she's too current. Like I'm thinking like specifically Avril Lavigne. I don't know why she comes to mind, but like Yes. She is just like someone to- who's She's, like, coming back into, like, the realm of music and, like, producing things like that, but also has, like, a discography that's so, like, from the past, you know, whatever that could be, like, relative to all viewers. I don't know. I just feel like the, like, the, like, hypno beats, they're not doing it.
1: You're speaking to, like, my pop punk middle school soul right now, so I think, like, we could go down that whole rabbit hole, and it would work really well.
2: You're speaking to my um, adult pop punk so, so.
0: They they played three straight Avril Levine songs in my gym today, and I was like, really, I was like, three in a row. I'm like, that that's a choice. I I like her, but I was just, I was shocked, but I'm all for it. Uh,
2: I will note that um the people, Challenge All Stars do love Avril Levine. Nehemiah, John A, and all them, they were at an Avril Levine concert the other day. Nehemiah, I'm not sure if you listen. I fucking saw your story on Instagram. I was like, are you at an Avril Lavigne concert? And I'm
1: not and there?
3: He, he was jamming out, for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get off of Avril Levine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're the number one challenge podcast that loves Avril Lavigne. Uh, ne- uh Next up, we had the daily challenge itself. Uh, players had to jump onto... They had to go into the water, climb up a ladder... And then jump from a platform onto a giant apparatus, uh, in, in the air that had tires. The players grab onto, they had Scrabble tiles on them, rip off the Scrabble tiles, drop into the water, go back to land where there's a board where they could spell words out. Uh, the team that spells the most words in the amount of time wins the daily challenge. The team that does the least amount of words in the amount of time automatically goes into elimination.
3: What do you guys think of this daily? Yet another situation where Zoe and I were texting as this was airing. Where is the strategy? Like, why? Like, Zoe said this, so I'm not taking credit. Why are you choosing a Q? <laughs> like, where are the vowels? Where are the Wheel of Fortune letters? Like, why are you not strategically choosing three letter words to at least get one word?
1: Oh, like the teacher in me, I'm like, CVC words. Consonant, vowel, consonant. Like that, you just need someone to go up there and get all the vowels and you just need to make short, tiny words. Angela, why did you put the word manipulate there? You could have made three words at least out of those letters, if not four. Like, uh I was getting so frustrated watching it because I spent way too many evenings growing up watching Wheel, Wheel of Fortune on the couch with my parents. And I'm sorry, but Wordle was a worldwide phenomenon. None of you played Wordle None of you know how letters work. Come on, like Tyson crushed it, but I would be like, just get vowels, get me vowels, get me vowels, get me vowels, and then just avoid the letters Q and Z and X, please. Like, what are you people doing?
2: I was just internally screaming the entire time I was watching. I was like, what? What are you? Do- what are you doing? What are? What are you doing? There's there was no strategy, I feel like, laid out between any of the teams.
0: It was frustrating. And like I... during this during the summer of twenty twenty, I had my best friend quarantining with me. Um and we would play words with friends. And we had to stop playing because we would literally like we would not allow each other to spell words. We would just spell two letter, three letter words the entire board through. Because we're like, I'm not letting you spell a big word. I'm not letting you get eighty points right now. I'm just and we had to stop playing because it was getting really like not violent but we were were starting to hate each other because of this game and i'm watching these people who can't figure out that strategy i i I literally couldn't even think about it because it would just get me so mad
2: words with friends went from like words with friends to like words with enemies that's how it it that's what it turned into i know same vibe alan same same vibe
3: i feel like with this davy challenge like there were only really two notable teams like Everybody pretty much figured it out, except for there was the one team that did not get it and the one team that did. Like, it was pretty clear through editing. We had, who was it that was the team that did not get it? It was Kayla, Kayla and, and, James. and James. So, I I do I
0: want to say, there was the physical aspect of this game as well, where that's where Kayla and James, who, they're two smart people, they just could not literally jump onto the platform and they slipped off because they, James was afraid of heights, didn't have the physicality, and Kayla just didn't have, yeah, let us do it. So that's that's what it came down to.
1: Yeah, I was watching a lot of the women struggle jumping onto the tires, and I did a tough motor a couple of years ago and I had to jump onto a cargo net and die because I did <laughs> I fell right into the water because I focused too much on trying to grab the cargo net instead of trying to find somewhere for my feet to land. Because that is the key, especially like a lot of us don't have great upper body strength so if you can't hold your body weight up with your arms you better have somewhere for your 100%. and i think that's where people were struggling
3: um and i want to say too that like i didn't realize this maybe it's like lack of me researching but kayla had mentioned that her and james were from the same season of you know amazing,
0: amazing race. race
3: and like i feel like when you know someone before you come into the season it gives you more leeway to like kind of like fail Because they know your weaknesses, they know your strengths, they know like all these things. Um, We talk about like people that have like, you know, they really like want to perform for their partner. But I feel like if you've known your partner in a previous show, like, okay, it gives you the excuse to like fail. And both of them gave a really poor performance.
2: It felt like they weren't trying (laughs) even.
1: I I think they tried. I think they just like, they didn't have the wherewithal to like step back and be like, all I need to do is one of us needs to land on here. We need to be able to make one word at least.
3: Three letters. That's all we need.
2: But I someone think... just had to grab some letters. I think
1: I kept saying
3: I C E. I'm like, ICE, ICE, ICE. You gotta do it. You gotta <laughs> do it. And they they wouldn't. I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh I did have some notes of some of some people. Um Cashel and Tiffany actually did pretty well in this challenge. They got six words. Uh, I think that was the second highest of any team. Uh, people were mentioning that Cashel looks really good physically. I, I did like Tyson's like, are those popcorn muscles? Are those functional muscles? Um, I didn't really see him as a big physical threat until people mentioned it this episode. But also, as as we'd see later in the episode, you know, they had to talk about him. So I don't know if he was actually a threat or not.
2: I guess we'll never know.
3: He, I, he, I don't he, think he's a threat. Like, I don't think he is, but I think you throw him in with, like, background relationships with Kira, and, like, it just makes things messy and, like, makes people think there's a storyline there automatically, so, like, he's a target to get out.
1: Well, and, like, physically, if you compare him to, like, Dom. Mm.
3: Oof.
0: Oof.
1: End of sentence. That's it. All I gotta say. <laughs>
0: There were some there were some women who did really well when it came to the jumping aspect. Uh, Angela, Sarah, uh, I was really impressed by by Kira. I thought she actually she keeps impressing me. I think she's really been a sleeper so far. Uh, and I'm going to mention this other person in a bit because they're the winners. Uh, next, you have to mention though Cinco and Cash. Where Cinco was, I mean, looked really impressive physically, but Cash literally could not swim. And that's that's a big detail for the future of the season.
1: She's not she's not gonna stay very long. She just can't. She she and, was like literally like in one place just kicking her feet. And I was like, You got a life vest on, you could like move.
2: Yeah, even on. I'm a very weak swimmer, even I know what to do if you got that life vest
3: on. And can I just vent for a second? Because I did not like Caché on Love Island. I'm sorry for the Caché fans who do not like the girl. She's a lunatic. I'm so sick and tired of hearing her TikTok lingo. I have heard like, not me not being able to swim. Or like, not single being my partner. Or like, because I'm like, girl, like, the real world exists outside of that app. Please remove your like everything from speaking that way. And that's a total like detraction. But it's so frustrating because and I love Shannon, but she's doing it too. And I'm like, this is just seen as too, and I love just seen the TikTok lingo, let's please remove it from this from this show. It's driving me nuts. So Cache, disappointing it's showing she's gotta not, go like I can't it's
2: not this. just TikTok lingo, it's like real world lingo.
3: Is it uh, though? Because
0: no, like, yeah, no. This, it requires time. It's part of the specific time window, and I can say this as someone who was looking towards my old tweets yesterday from, like, 2012, 2013, and I saw some lingo in there where I'm like, Jesus Christ, thank God we evolved as a society, and we're living in that point
3: right now with the TikTok stuff. I think Nikki's right that it is totally, yeah. like, real world, but it's, like, such a glimpse in time that, like, like a year from now they'll watch us and be like, whoa, that was a weird thing to say.
2: Well, yeah, we're, it's it's real cray-cray, you know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was my. sidebar no no, no, you look so by that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: I have, no one wanted me to bring cray cray back. No, leave <laughs> like, it.
1: Whatever he came from, let's just leave it there. Um, but like I'm dabbing
2: now for anyone girls. that's just listening.
1: <laughs> how old are these girls? Like, like
3: twenty four, twenty five. Like, yeah. it, it it makes sense. So I like I can give them their pass there.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's that's all it is. Um, yeah, I mean, just just gotta accept the. Are they millennials or are they Gen Z? Are they? Just they're like, millennials. They're like the, but they're like the ones that are like very close to being the next generation.
0: I'm I'm 26 and I'm the last year of millennial. So same year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they get they got age. left
1: behind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's move on to our winning team, which was Tyson and Justine. And Justine did really well in this challenge, both physically and mentally. And I have to say, Justine's like, yeah, I played soccer growing up, like, you know, like kids do. I'm like, dude, you played collegiate soccer. Why are you underselling it? Like, you are an actual athlete. And she's just like, yeah, I'm a Love Island girl, you know, stuff like that. It's like, no, you're a real athlete. Don't undersell that.
3: I could go on and on about Justine, and I'm not going to. I am for a second though. Collegiate soccer. <laughs> Brilliant. But here's what Justine does so well. Like, she's not gonna hype up like her successes. I watched her full of album season. It's the only one I ever watched. I had my phone out voting for her to win. Okay, I don't do that for shows. I just do not care. She has charisma that's gonna like translate. A thousand different ways. And I feel like Tyson telling her, like, you know what, we're winning money for you. We're going to win this. We're going to get this done was all the motivation she needed. Like, she's highly intrinsically motivated by just like the simplest thing to get going and love her.
2: Tyson's a great motivator.
3: For sure.
1: Tyson's the ideal partner, right? You have every girl's got to be sitting there hoping that Tyson's their partner.
3: Well, and I have to say too, sorry that I'm talking so much, but last week, Alan said, like this show is such an interesting show to watch because you don't have that person who's going to be edited as like the CT, the West, the Johnny bananas, like everybody's on the same playing field. But Tyson already has emerged himself as like, Hey, I'm the star of this show. Like I'm mentally there. I'm physically there. I'm strategically there. Like here I am. And it's so fun to watch because like I can, I can, as a viewer myself, imagine him alongside like the Weses, the Johnnies, the CTs. and like, how he would fare against them, like how he would run strategy. So his casting choice was just brilliant. He feels like God's gift to the challenge right now.
0: I'm sorry. He did. Thank
1: God he's there. For years, I've thought that Survivor players would transition so well to the challenge. Like, I do not think that all challenge players would necessarily transition well to Survivor. Let's just like call it what it is. Survivor, I think, is the hardest of the games. Not everyone's yeah. cut out for it. But like, you take survivor players in general who I think will do well and then you take one of the most elite survivor players that's ever played and put him on this show he's just I I don't think Tyson's going anywhere anytime soon I think everyone's going to be afraid to take that shot and I am here for it and I am ready to and I just love like that he's so willing to make every move and stand in it and just deal with the consequences too like He's just playing so far above and he's looking so far ahead it reminds me of honestly like Wes in this last all-star season like he's just locked and loaded
0: there was there was an element to me where I was like I had a lot of doubt about how Tyson would physically do on the show which is dumb but I mean like because I watched because I, I watched Survivor and he wouldn't he wasn't like the he was always good in challenges but he wasn't the most outstanding guy and he had kind of a weird body type and then I realized oh my god. That's because he's a good survivor player. He doesn't want to look like a threat. He's literally, that's why he looks funky like when he runs sometimes, because he doesn't want people to think he's this big threat. And he the season of Survivor he won, he like separated his shoulder like day three. And so he's like, hey, this is kind of a gift, because now people aren't gonna see me as the big physical threat. And I'm like, Oh, it's just it's it's clear that like <laughs> he competed in all these challenges for years with like sandbagging and now he gets just to be his true self. And on on the on the challenge podcast that you know he hosts right now, um, he mentioned that he he said like I'm a better swimmer than Ozzy Luce, who's like the best swimmer in Survivor history. It's like, and he just straight up said like I'm a better swimmer than him. I mean Tyson was a creature swimmer. That's just a big thing to say. And you see him in
3: this challenge, holy crap he
0: he was a monster.
3: It was insane. Like we saw people going up one time and calling it like okay we got our letters and he went up like five separate times. Um, he is exactly what the show needed because I fear that if he weren't on the show who would we have edited in that same light? Because I think it's no one.
1: I don't Sarah? know that any other player there is capable of that level of dominance and like Sarah may be the most dominant female but like she, she doesn't have all the other tools in her toolbox and she's so like grating and obnoxious
2: yeah
3: she's definitely a tool you're right The personality's lacking, and, like, Tyson is somebody, if you watch, if they're going to have a Challenge USA Season 2, Tyson's a lock. Like, there's no question. And if they're not going to have that, Tyson, for future, like, MTV Challenge seasons, has to be a lock, just from, like, what he's provided alone from two episodes.
2: He's eligible
1: for All-Stars already in my book. Like,
3: put him on All-Stars. Please, like, let's do it.
0: (laughs) It's going to be Challenge USA, Island of the Idols, and it's just going to be one giant statue of Tyson. (laughs) <laughs> and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> he's pitching that to CBS right now. If he, if he hears that, he's like, I'm pitching that right now. He should. So, he banks all those trips back and forth, and Justine comes through with her Scrabble words. She, she really does the puzzle for them. Nine words. The next most the team did was six, which was, I mean, crazy level of dominance. They win 5K each, 6K in her bank account, 11K in his bank account. It's a lot of money. A lot of money.
3: Yeah god i like that we have money back in the game it just makes i do too even talking about it makes me excited like i'm like okay stop getting giddy but like it's it's such a simple like just extra detail to add to the show that like gets people to buy in
1: i'm like crossing my fingers for an episode where they give someone like a year's supply of burger king or something too
3: oh my god
0: I, I just love, back in, like, 2017, Shane Landrum would always just post him taking his nephew and niece to Burger King because he had a free year of Burger King. He was just taking them all the time. As he
3: should have. As like, does. do we see Amber, B and Darrell using their lifetime free Whoppers? No, we don't. I'd like to see it. We mentioned this back when
0: that, ha- when that episode happened. I, the Whopper's okay. Lifetime supply of chicken fries? That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty solid.
1: Fuck yeah! I would get so down with a
0: lifetime.
1: Yeah. Chicken fries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like hot and bothered thinking about I fries. it. I see it.
2: We were talking about yes.
0: Oh. <laughs> chicken fries. <laughs> well. They get back to the house, and Tyson and Justine have that, like that moment where they're like talking about potential people to throw in with uh, James. And Kayla, because they're going into elimination. And it's big because, I mean, Survivor, once again, doesn't even have to think about elimination. You would think Love Island wouldn't have to either, but Justine is like, I'm just going to listen to Tyson.
3: That was Justine's one flaw, and maybe it's not a flaw, but, like, there were two big brother, big brother teams who were, like, not affected by any of this. And she was just like, whatever Tyson wants. She could have saved those Love Island people, but I think she made the smart decision of, like, do I need to? Was Cashel going to ever do anything for Justine? Probably not. Um,
1: I don't think he would have been in a position of power to be able to do anything for her, regardless of whether or not he wanted to.
3: And I think she realized, too, that, like, if she were to save the Big Brother, Big Brother teams, they would view that as like, oh, she threw one of her own under the bus to save us. So I think it was ultimately a smart decision.
2: Yeah, and also the teams switch up, so...
3: You never know, yeah. And it's uh, re-
0: it's respectful. that like Kayla and James themselves pitched Cashell and Tiffany. They're like, we want to take out Tiffany
3: because she looks like a big threat in this game.
1: Yeah, I
3: loved it. And I just feel like we've not even hit on this podcast, like how much Tiffany was kind of like looked at sideways on the show. Like, I don't know. Like, Tiffany was such a mastermind on Big Brother twenty three. Like, no one can take that away from her. But, like, she was digmatized on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think both
0: she and Xavier, I know we haven't really seen much of Xavier, but I think they both have so much confidence from their past show. And it just, like, there really was no obstacles on their first show. They just ran it through so seamlessly that they mm-hmm. are just expecting it to go as easily this time around. And I, like... I, it really makes me amazed by Kylan of all people, because Kylan seems like the person who came in the most prepared out of that group.
2: Yeah.
1: I will say, and I want to preface this with, I'm a huge fan of the Cookout, but I'm so here for Alyssa's revenge tour. Like, I, yeah. think People are mistaking her feeling personally betrayed by X as her having like this weird vendetta with the Cookout, and that's not what it is. She was, she has a total right to feel upset about her experience within the game of big brother and she can also be excited for the cookout and what they accomplished. And I think she is now taking that frustration and putting it into a new game because she's still friends with all these people. So she's like handling it exactly the right way. And I hope that we get to see her throw some people under the bus. Like, I think that would be great television.
3: And, and Zoe hit the yep. the head. It's, it's game. Like I, I myself get caught up too much. on like, game versus like what's reality and like people are so upset about like Alyssa and even DX and like things they've said and I get it trust me I do but like it's game related it's not like it has no other motivation other than game so like I think that's another fun element we're getting to this show that like otherwise we wouldn't have.
2: And it's not like they're coming after the creator of the cookout, Mr. Derek Frazier. So it's fine.
3: Right. Tiffany, Tiffany was the creator. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany. There. I
0: hope I,
2: everybody I, knows I, that I was being facetious.
3: I, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so supportive of Alyssa because like, as someone who watches the challenge, I watched Anissa come on this show for a decade, lose to the same people and then be like, why are my friends doing this? Why is this just like, dude, you're obviously fourth on their totem pole. At a certain point, they cannot save you. And Alyssa's like, I'm not going to align with these people. I'm third, fourth best girl to them. So, like, what's the point?
3: Game is game. Yes. And on top of game is game, thank God. Thank God there are people on the Challenge USA that are clearly playing to have callbacks for a future iteration of the Challenge. Whether it be USA, whether it be the MTV version. Like, it's clear they are not playing like, oh, this is a one-off game. Like, just thank God, because we need more people like Alyssa, who even if you agree or disagree, they're going to cause ripples. Like, that's what we need for a game like this. Even if you hate the ripples they cause, it creates entertainment.
1: I'm here for
2: Alyssa. Yeah, I'm team Alyssa. I'm team DX. Alan takes I gotta deep breath. say it. I'm
0: so sorry. No, no, no. no. I'm just I'm like, like I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking of the, uh, of the pace. I'm like, what happened next in the episode? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. And I'm like, okay, we had Cinco, carrying tiffany to bed, we did not get a club scene which really disappointed me uh i know they're not doing much at the club i know this is a pg show but still disappointed me because it just i felt like it was a needed scene for the social aspect of the game um but yeah we see Cinco carry tiffany to bed puts her in the top bunk really impressive i mean for me i don't know uh, <laughs> and you just see cachet
2: someone likes Cinco.
3: oh hell yeah Dude, dude's a fun. unit it's just funny that Tiffany's 41 years old and I'm not going to like age discriminate, but like Cinco is like 24 years old and he's with someone Get 17 it. years older than him. Like Get putting it. her to bed, like throwing his hip out instead of first being thrown out. Like it's exactly what I want to see on my TV on a Wednesday night. It, it really is. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. I'm,
1: like so proud of Tiffany. I think that is such a boss move <laughs> to yes. have this beautiful, like, just gorgeous 24 year old man wrapped around your finger at the age of 41 like that's goals like an and it,
2: especially because there was so much there were so many rumors specifically around the time of this filming of her and Kylan being a thing
3: hmm
0: yeah okay. who says she can't have more than one toy you're allowed to have more than one toy in this world and I'll say
3: too is if you watch this and you can watch Kylan's stories on Instagram, like if this is posted by the time they're still up, which they will be, Kylan has his own fair share of women too. So Tiffany's oh. just playing the field just as much as Kylan is, and I love every second of it.
2: I saw him at the car with Cachet,
3: with Whitney, with Tiffany, with all these people, with Marie, with Michelle. Trust me, look at his story, you'll see it. <laughs> With Elena Davies? I'm just saying, okay. (laughs) Sorry, Alan.
0: No, no, you're adding to the show in a great way, my guy. Uh, (laughs) After this, though, we see Caché really sour about it. We see the Love Island girls, like, "Mm, I don't know how we feel about Tiffany. She's kind of manipulating our guys, Cashel and Cinco. She has them wrapped around her finger. And it really pushes, you know, the target on Tiffany. And as... So said at the beginning of this episode, cookout Tiffany would not be think would not be thinking this way at all. She would not be playing this type of game.
1: She just didn't have the chance to work her womanly wiles this way. And she uh she just was enjoying her little vacation, I think.
2: I think she also so.
1: thought her reputation would carry her a little further. She wouldn't have That's to worry a- really. Go ahead. It's also a little arrogant.
3: I was going to say that exact same thing. Like, I think she thought that, like, BB23 Tiffany would carry on through this. Like, loved, respected, so smart. But she still is. But, like, you on these Love Island girls who are young and really do not care about clout, about, like, exposure, things like this. They're like, oh, she's messing with these dudes you want to mess with. Get her out. We got to get this new girl off the villa right now. <laughs> right, <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> she can't pair up with my guy. Uh-
0: <laughs> They get to the elimination arena. Uh, There actually is a scene where where Tyson actually asks Tiffany, it's like, well, we're thinking Enzo and Alyssa or Aza and Xavier, what do you think? And this is, like, kind of a fake conversation just to get, like, Tiffany to say something that, like, could potentially, like, put the Big Brother Alliance in shambles.
1: Well, she does also throw (laughs) Alyssa under the bus immediately, which goes to show that Alyssa's dead on with what she's thinking, so...
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: They get to the elimination arena, and they make the big play. Uh, Tiffany and Cashell are going in elimination. Cashell's face was just total disgust. Tiffany Tiffany's, like, total confusion. They just did not see it coming whatsoever, which was fantastic.
2: We love a blindside.
1: Yeah, I love Tyson saying that to Justine, too. Like, oh, look at you. You're very blindside. So excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's no blindsides on love island
3: so it just it gave me big despicable me vibes uh um. well and and honestly i felt the same way because if anything like i view this show as like a a filter show to the mtv challenge and like the love island people aside from personality have nothing to show for that so like to have them make these moves and like have these strange moments of like oh you blindsided somebody oh you won a daily and you did this like I'm so happy for it. And like Tyson was the perfect person to highlight that for Justine.
0: Agreed. And it is also somewhat on brand that even with Love Island making the first big move, a Love Island person is still going into elimination. <laughs>
3: yeah, for sure.
2: This elimination, though, legit looks so hard. <laughs> but also boring.
3: That's what so I... That's literally. Literally
2: hard and boring i'd be so mad if i was like okay i am sent in and then i'm like oh, i have to do this
3: well and i just want to so, say too let's, let's, why the heck? okay go ahead
0: alan sorry we should we should probably just let's just describe the elimination just people had okay. to do basically a spin cycle uh they'd do the you know the cardio bike and as they did the cardio uh lights would show up to have a puzzle they would then memorize they had to memorize three puzzles
3: very eh, elimination go for it guys now I was just going to say, like, if you know all you have to do to get the light, like the lights appear on the screen is pedal. Tiffany, why are you going so slow? Like, it's
1: because she's 41.
3: What? OK, 41 or not, like your hips still work. I would hope like go.
2: You know what? She, I'm going to argue the 41 because I've seen all stars.
0: I'm not gonna argue the forty one for all stars. I, I've been in spin classes. Ninety nine percent of people there are forty one. And I'm 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 the weirdo. I'm the weirdo there.
1: My sister is a spin instructor and she's forty, <laughs> but like that's her bread and butter. It's like what she does every day of her life. I don't think Tiffany is going to spin classes. I think she's going to Cinco's yoga, like
2: that's yeah cool. I, anyway, think, he's, he's I, saying, I think she's oh. not saying i go the cinco like they've,
0: they've yeah they've done eliminations like this kind of in the past i think they had one where they were on like <laughs> treadmills and throwing balls to each other Not any time where you're doing like actual exercise equipment into an elimination it's a bad idea i think
1: yeah it's just not visually appealing it's not engaging i and then once i realized that i felt like things were starting to go in James and Kayla's favor I kind of like tuned out because I was just like I, I I don't need to watch Castle sweat over his exercise bike and I don't need to watch Tiffany look like she's like bored and like watching something on Netflix while doing a workout at home like
2: <laughs> why'd she
3: have agree. the hat on still <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. But I think that plays into like why CBS made the conscious decision to have three Amazing Grace people. Like I know people drop last minute, but like they could have found other people. Of course, I was like, okay, Amazing Grace, let's do this thing. But I had no investment in it because I I don't know these people. Um, so like if we're gonna have these Amazing Grace people win an elimination, like there's probably gonna be little to no interest, just because I uh-huh. don't know them.
1: I will say, though, I love their dynamics together. I thought they were so cute and fun. And love Kayla. Kayla. off Her jacket. And they, they just were like, you could tell they're excited to play this game. They were like very much into it. Tiffany did not appear so excited to be playing this game.
3: And I want to say, too, like just based off like the like preseason, like promo thing like this. Kayla and James are two people that I really love like if they were to transition to MTV to another season of like CBS the Challenge USA like I'd be so happy even without knowing them but like not having that backstory that we can like relate to like you said it's just like okay Tiffany looks bored you you do understand why those are the three people they brought though because they all
0: have just such an energy to them that like I'm grasping on they just all seem like delightful people like i want to be real life friends with and i don't i don't have that feeling about most people on the challenge and it's it's different they're a different vibe i like it but i agree i don't have that attachment where if
3: they have lost i've been like oh well later folks like I, yeah but you hit the nail on the head that like the three of them if you had to choose any three they were the best ones to do because i genuinely am rooting for them and want them to do well so
0: tiffany goes out and uh this is I don't know. I feel like, is it better for the big brother Alliance or is it worse? Is it, I, Just, just throwing that out there.
3: Okay. From initial standpoint, it's worse because like there's a number, but I think it's better because you don't have this person who you're like, Oh, she's messed with these love Island people. Oh, she mastermind of the cookout. Like it kind of evens the playing field in a sense. And I think too, even cash show leaving is good for Kira's game because like, She doesn't have to play with the ex. It's just, it's now Kira, who, by the way, production loves. She's been on X on the Beach. She's been on that Pepsi thing. She's been on another show. Like, it, it was the best decision, I think.
1: It's also really good specifically, I think, for X and Kylan, because they've both been paired with Oz now, and now they won't be paired with Tiffany. They don't even have to worry about that happening. So statistically, their odds of being stuck in a partnership that doesn't work for them are lower.
3: Great point. Love Island's down down three people, um, and I I don't like
0: Caché's chances after this week. So I think I think we look at Justine, Shannon, and Cinco. But like that's a strong three people, but I don't I think they could get picked off. Is there anyone else that's from Love Island? Mm,
3: not I, that I recall.
2: I only care about the UK Love Island. I don't care about the US Love Island at all.
3: I only care about Justine, and that's the God's honest truth, and Kira, Kyra, Kira, should. yeah, and Shannon. I don't cool. know, but yeah, okay, sorry. Survivor's just running through right now. They There is no opposition. They are killing these Steve challenges. Rolling. Yeah. Well, and my prediction is if anybody that is not involved with Survivor wins next week they're like the clear choice to go in and you could totally like even say like okay well Survivor's not gone Survivor's not been in jeopardy like this is not a personal thing um so I'm kind of anticipating somebody from Survivor at least going in next week
1: I'm interested though because in the preview we saw who was it was it Angela or Sarah saying that they needed to start getting rid of the weak people they're saying it to Tyson right
0: it was Tyson and, and Angela, and then Sarah's like, "I gotta intimidate people so they don't want to face me."
1: Oh, whatever. Go jump off a bridge, Sarah. <laughs> um, but I um, I'm curious if that's gonna be like, "Watch out, Caché. Watch out." I mean, is Ozzy gonna go in again? I don't know. Is David gonna go in? <laughs> By the way, before. I forgot to do this while we went on our David rant earlier, but I am 80% sure that uh, TJ called David Devin during that. Yeah. And if anyone listening can, I would I love, love a that. Please, someone let us know. show it. <laughs> because I was like, did he just Devin? It really didn't sound like David. So yeah, I just really I need to go back and watch that just
3: to find out. All right. Give us your final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up. Honestly, like I'm going to the show with such low expectations where it's like just this brand new thing. I am pretty happy with what we've been given so far, considering all things. We've gotten some levels of drama, whereas they're not the same as MTV's drama. But like we've still gotten it. We have these interpersonal relationships that oftentimes on MTV we do not get. And I have, I think we have, like, these pretty fair dailies and eliminations, which sometimes on the MTV version, they don't seem very fair. So I'm pretty happy with this. A lot of my favorites are still in. A lot of people that I think could still win this are still in. So I'm going to give this a solid, like, 9 out of 10 for now because it's it's still holding me in.
2: Yeah, it's it's got me for now. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I got to feel ishy about it, you know?
1: I'm in. I'm all the way in. I mean, it's summer. I have nothing else to watch anyway. Who am I kidding? But um,
2: it's not I, like I can watch Big Brother. I'm just letting everyone know that in Canada we had Big Brother on our channel, and there was no audio for the first 49 minutes of the episode.
3: You're you did
0: not. You didn't miss anything. You
2: did <laughs> oh, I'm well it. aware. I'm not. Well, I'm not even watching. I just pay attention
3: to the feeds.
1: I can't make it through a single episode of Big Brother.
3: No, it's Mm. Team Taylor and
2: Michael. and That's about it.
3: Team Taylor and screw the rest.
2: No, we like Michael. Mm. But yeah, Um,
1: Will will Tyson take the third (laughs) daily win in a row? Will we have an elimination that is fun to watch? I hope so. Um, And I hope I don't have to say David's name again after next week.
2: (laughs) Devin, you mean? Darwin? What's his name?
0: Doodle. Doodle. seems like that's our episode uh hoping we get some average levine next week hoping we get some burger king chicken fries that's what ah. we're hoping for uh make sure to follow us on twitter at cf confessionals caffeine Confessionals podcast on instagram caffeine to get links to our spotify itunes uh five stars on itunes uh like the like this video on youtube if you're on youtube subscribe to the channel if you aren't I mean, we're just ten minutes in. Just subscribe at this point. Um, <laughs> follow Zoe on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez. Follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning with the L's being eyes. Uh, follow Nikki on social media at the Nikki Sin. Many platforms. Me on Twitter at the Alan Who, baby?
2: And everybody that can see this, let's note how much I love Alan's shirt. It's like three of my favorite things in this world.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Have a great day. Have a great night. See you next week.
2: Bye.